It's the Whatever Survey Podcast with your host, Adam Robinson. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of the Whatever Survey Podcast, streaming live from the internet or from a downloaded uh, file on an app, Um, but recorded here in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, currently overcast and about to be thunderstormy. Uh, Hey, thanks so much for listening so far. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. I know last episode was a a bit of a, a... mishmash, I think is the right word, of topics. So, but it was a lot of fun to do. I understand that I left some edit marks in. And so, you know, like I said before, I'm still learning. So I appreciate you guys giving me feedback on on the episode. Um, I've also got at least one review on iTunes, and I appreciate that. So it's a uh, it's been a lot of fun so far doing this podcast. And today's episode I'm super excited about. I have a special guest. I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine. His name is James Gilcrease, and he is from. Uh, he has his own record store in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, where I used to live. So I'll have some more information about that in a few. I'm glad to have James on. I'm sure he will be a frequent guest on the show because we we have a lot of things in common that that we like to talk about. So it's pretty uh, pretty good times. So anyway. Um, I guess I just want to preface by saying, uh, f- feel free to follow me on on social media. Uh, currently, on only one place, and that's Twitter. And uh, my handle is at whatever survey. I look forward to interacting with you on there. Um, follow me on Anchor. Uh, there's an app, Anchor. That's where I actually record my podcast. And uh, on the app, you can leave voicemails, which is kind of cool. And if you do that, then you know, I can interact with you that way and answer your questions or comments on the show. So that's pretty neat. Again, uh, I mentioned reviews earlier. Feel free to do that. Leave a review on iTunes and uh, yeah, and let me know what you think. And, you know, it's pretty fun, but I'm still learning and it's, uh, you know, it's a process, but I think it's going very well and I'm enjoying myself doing these podcasts. So, and let me know what you think about last week's format. It was just, you know, a bunch of different topics. And um, that was kind of fun to do. It's fun to, I mean, I know it's not revolutionary. A lot of podcasts do that, but it is really fun. But what's also fun is interviews and learning about new people and, and what they're doing and how they're making it in this crazy, crazy, crazy world. So stay tuned for that interview with James. And before I actually start the interview with James, I want to give a little bit of uh, a little bit of our history. So back in 2011, I moved to Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, so when I arrived in town and I was unpacking my U-Haul, I noticed that my record player's needle had somewhere along the way just broken. So I couldn't play any albums, which was a bummer. So, you know, I'm in a new place. I don't know where anything is. So I go online and I search for anywhere that sells record needles. Um, so I got lucky and I found an antique store that just so happened to sell the, uh, needles that I needed. So, um, I drove over to the, to the antique store and I I met this guy and he just so happens to be the guy I'm interviewing today. James was working in the shop and he helped me find what I needed. We ended up chatting for a few minutes about music and then I went on my way. So fast forward a few months later, and I hear that a new record shop had opened up in town. 
So I went to check it out. Uh, what was kind of strange is that it was in the exact same location as that antique shop. So uh kind of scratched my head because I thought, well, how could there be another business inside this business? But nestled in the back corner, there was a selection of new albums, which was a stark contrast from all the older used records that were elsewhere in the store. And James was the owner of this new business. It's called Dale Blues Records, and it's right there in the heart of Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, soon after, he moved to his own place, and he's still in business today. He's switched locations a few times, but he's he's still going. Uh, he sells new albums. He sells pre what he calls pre-loved records, and he also has music uh, for sale from local artists. Uh, James and I ended up striking up a friendship after we learned that we share many of the same interests. Uh, we grew up listening to the same type of music. We watched the same TV shows and, and movies. and uh, We still have a fondness for all those things today, so we keep in touch. Uh, he was a natural pick for an interview, so I'm really excited to learn more about James today with the rest of you. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah, man. Glad you could make it. So we'll just jump right in. Uh, got a few questions for you today. Um, so I guess the first question, your shop is called Dale Blues Records. Where did that name come from? Um, it's just a cool name, plus it's off of a, a Kings of Leon uh, album, Aha Shake Heartbreak. I think it's uh, track number nine or ten. It's, it's called Day Old Blues. And uh, in, this, in the album, it said, some, or on the song, it said something like, um, at least there's a record that I love to play, Dream About a Place I'll Never See. So I was just like, ah, Day Old Blues Records, that, that sounds good. And we kind of put it on the back burner, and I was trying to figure out other names. Um, and that one just kind of stuck. So... Dale Blues Records it is. Yeah, it's a good name. Do you get people coming in asking if you just sell blues records? All the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And I, and I just explain to them, I, I, I just tell them like, no, it's, you know, it's just in the name, you know, it's just a cool name that we, we came up with and, you know, but all, all the time. Do you just sell, do you only sell blues records? <laughs> no, no, we got we got everything else. So <laughs> take but a look around. Time, but most of the time they are looking for blues albums because they're a hot commodity right now. Yeah, that's true. My my dad um sells stuff at a consignment shop in Oxford, Mississippi, and he's got a bunch of albums and he says that he can't keep blues stuff on the on the shelf that or Miles Davis and stuff like that. Just sells mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, absolutely. They go quick. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um so I'll just jump right into the next question. What is the best way or the easiest way who's, uh, for, for someone who's new to vinyl to get into it? Because like right now, it seems like everybody's jumping on the, the vinyl train. It has been for a few years, uh, which, yeah. is really, which is really awesome. But uh, for people who may be listening who, who aren't in the, you know, in the scene right now, what's the, what's the best way for them to jump in? Buy a vinyl of a band that you really like. I I would say like, I think there's like a quintessential like you have to have this in your collection, mm-hmm. and all and all the vinyl people that that collect or you know just have a nice collection. Um, 
So I would start with probably like a, a Beatles or a Rolling Stones or some, some, you know, run DMC or, you know, Jimi Hendrix, something like that, that, um, that everybody knows. And, uh, and something that you like as well. I know everyone's not into Bob Dylan because of his voice and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. pick someone that you really, really enjoy and uh, buy one of their records. There's, there's not a, there's not a wrong way, wrong way to go about it to, to start listening to vinyl or start collecting. Um, So many great artists that, you know, I, I haven't even mentioned, but like, you know, Grateful Dead, The Doors, or newer artists like Coldplay or Jack White, anything White Stripes or Under the Third Man Umbrella. So just find someone that you really enjoy that, and uh, go buy them on Wax. Yeah, and a lot of those older artists, their their albums are very affordable these days. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the newer ones can be a little pricier, but hey you're getting a you're getting something you can hold in your hand and and it's going to last for a long time it's a i i think about like a vinyl record is sort of a an investment into music it's it's more than just a mp3 file or you know something yeah. like that it's it's actually it's tangible yeah and and with the new vinyl you know they they sell it for you know depending on if it's a double album or a single album, like it can go from 18 to sometimes 40 bucks if it's a double album or something uh, around there. And you're buying the physical copies, but also most of them on the sticker will say digital download inside. Yeah. And you can easily just go download it to your computer or your phone and then just have it on your phone and computer as well. So you can take it with you. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. I uh, I remember a few years ago, before they started doing the digital downloads as well, there was a Wilco album that I bought that had a CD with it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, um, I know. I know they sold Summer Teeth with a CD, and I think even Being There had a CD. And but yeah, you're you're right. Like they would attach CDs inside. I think. Um, the band Fun. No? Not Fun. <laughs> Maybe it was Fun. Yeah, it was Fun. Aim and Ignite. It had CD, yeah. uh, CD uh, in it as well. So, But you're right. I, not that many people throw in CDs nowadays because, I mean, Best Buy and Target are basically doing, you know, getting rid of CDs. Yeah, that's true. So it's more, it's, it's between vinyl and then digital download, um, iTunes and stuff like that, or um, streaming. Yeah. Which is also iTunes nowadays. That's right. Yeah. I just did a and, trial of iTunes um, or Apple Music. I just did a yeah. trial, of it, which was really awesome. I just, I'm not all in on the streaming stuff yet. Yeah. Well, I use, I use streaming and it's, and it's really weird because, like with my pre-love being like the older artist or the used vinyl pre-love sounds way more happier. Um, (laughs) You know, I can easily, if you come in there and you pick up a a Bruce Springsteen album and you're like, Hey man, what's this sound like? Or, you know, can you, can you play this for me? 
I can play it. But if you come in there looking for the, of like a new, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers album and you're not too familiar with the record and you're like, what's this sound like? I can pull it up on my, um, I use Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can play it through Spotify for you. And it's, it's a real, it's a real weird mix of new technology and old, you know, yeah, that's, stuff. that's a lot more efficient than having to open up an album and put it on a player for yeah. somebody to listen to. And uh, yeah, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And, so, and I always thought about, you know, mm-hmm. ordering an extra copy of, of everything that we get in. Like if we order like, 12 copies of the new Jack White. Let's make it 13 and I order one, slid it open and I play it. Uh, it's a store. I guess you could say store copy. Mm-hmm. That way, when you come in, you're like, man, I, I heard good reviews and I heard bad reviews of this new Jack White. You know, you mind if you play me some? Yeah, sure. We got it on vinyl. And you can actually like hear the vinyl instead of hear a stream, you know, a streaming download of it or something. Yeah, it's, because it'll sound different. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and some, uh, I'm trying to think. There's an album I bought. Oh, was it the? It was self-titled Ryan Adams that he he actually had. Uh, Kim, <laughs> that's my favorite song. Kim, that's a whole other discussion we'll have to get into at some point. Um, oh, absolutely. But he he had a digital download that went along with his, uh, that album, the self-titled album. And it was a, a vinyl rip. It wasn't, really? yeah, it was a vinyl rip. It wasn't just like the, from the masters. It was not actually a rip from the vinyl, which is cool because it sounds a lot different. Yeah. I've listened mm. to both ways and, and I, I kind of prefer the vinyl rip. That's weird. It is. Weird. I, don't, I don't think, I, I think because, I use uh, a streaming service. I don't really do the downloads anymore. And what's weird is I'm, I'm a part of a lot of LP or vinyl or record player um, groups around on Facebook or mm-hmm. a part of Ron Adams archives, or, you know, just band stuff. Um, people will post uh, the download cards and, and they say, Hey, I don't need this, but I want to share and whoever wants it can have it. Mm-hmm. so people people share the download cards and I, and I do it too if something has it i'm like hey you do you want this oh yeah man <laughs> like like people fought over i opened up a copy of leon bridges first record and mm-hmm. uh, i had the digital download sitting on the the counter and the guy's like hey can i have that i was like well yeah you can and he's like perfect <laughs> or you could buy the album <laughs> yeah he um <laughs> He he worked he worked for me. So. Oh well, that's different, I guess. Yeah, I think he eventually bought it too. But he get, he burned a copy and gave it to his mom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and his mom loves it. So so I'm going to lead into my next question here. So you you've been in business how how many years now? Uh, seven, six, six. Okay, six as of like April twenty. First or twenty, yeah, twenty first. Okay, awesome. So through that time, six years, a lot of albums have come and gone. What would be the most, uh, the one that surprised you with how in demand it was? Like you just couldn't keep it in the store. Um, 
Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. That's probably the best-selling album for me. If it comes in, it goes within probably about a day. Wow. So if if someone comes in today and sells me their record collection and there's rumors and I price it, and it's noon right now, and I price it and I put it on the shelf, it will be gone by noon tomorrow. Dang. If not, if not in the same day. It's weird, man. That's People crazy. love that That's album. And it's a great album, but I feel like everybody already had it. <laughs> I guess not. No, and I'll tell you a funny story. I I can't remember the cat that guy's name, but a uh man, a guy came in the store when I was on uh King's Highway in the Peach House, uh-huh. also known as the Shouse the shop house because I lived in the back of it. <laughs> but guy came in and he had a chauffeur with him. He had an LA baseball cap on and he was just looking around and, and he's like, Hey, um, what's a, what's a good breakup album? Like what's a, what's a good, like, man, I miss you, man. I don't want you back. You know, that type of stuff. I was like, in my mind, I was like, well, we got a bunch of t- Taylor Swift. <laughs> but but I was like and he brought in like rumors or no no he brought in something like um double fantasy with with John and Yoko uh-huh and um he's like what what about this I was like man no 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 I I got what you were looking for and I gave him rumors and he goes who who's Fleetwood Mac oh my gosh and I was just like you kidding me I was like not only are they these people dating and just broke up on this album but the songs that they're singing are about each other and they're and they're doing a duet <laughs> yeah and he goes that's weird i was like i know so i look up I, I just had a weird feeling about that guy he ends up buying a bunch of records and he's walking out and i was like man and i heard his name so i looked up the guy's name and there was a certain worldwide pop star in town and it, they ended up being brother and sister and it was taylor oh. swift it was <laughs> it was taylor swift's brother <laughs> who didn't know that, about fleetwood mac oh my god it would have been awesome if you had given him a taylor swift album dude I, I like i was about to say like if you're looking for like not teen angst i guess it could be teen angst yeah, but just I mean, 1989 is a great pop album. I love it. Is that the one? There was I felt like there was a, a Taylor Swift album you had a hard time keeping on the shelf. 89. That's the one. Yeah, people love that. Not not that many people were coming in for her newer record, but 1989 was just man. It just hit a lot of people, and it was so good. There's a number of tracks on that thing i love i don't mind red either yeah uh do you prefer 89 by swifty or ryan adams um i love ryan adams but i'll I'll take i'll take taylor swift because ryan adams could have easily written those songs and put them on his own album yeah because they're, I mean, the way he does them is just right up. And what's so weird is, like, I always think about this. I'm like, okay, 
if I'm listening to 94.5, which you lived here, so it's it's today's music. Yeah. It's, you know. Katy Perry. Katy Perry or Justin Bieber or Ed Sheeran or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm listening to these songs. I'm like, man, like, I wonder if I dislike them because of the music of it or do I dislike it because I know who did it? <laughs> yeah. And could could Ryan or other bands that I absolutely love, Ryan Adams, Wilco, um, you know, people like that, if they went and redid that whole album and made it their own version with the same lyrics, would I love it? Like, I love the, the 1989. That's a good question. I mean, think think about a track that you absolutely like, oh, gosh, can't stand. But if but if Foo Fighters went and redid it, I know you're a big Foo fan. Mm-hmm. If the Foo Fighters went and redid it and then put their own spin on it, I mean, how many times would you listen to it? Yeah, good question. I don't know. I don't know if anything could make me like most of Katy Perry. I, I mentioned Katy Perry because I detest most of her music. Mm-hmm. She's had a couple good songs, though. I'll give her that. But. When when you have a song that starts off with, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Like I'm lost there. <laughs> I've I can honestly say I've never felt like a plastic bag. Is it is it the American Beauty uh, reference? I don't know. Have you have you ever seen that movie? Because yeah, they they show like a video. Uh, a guy makes a video and it's a plastic black bag just blowing in the wind. It probably it, it probably is. I'm sure someone wrote that line I bet, for. <laughs> I bet you the next line in it is: Have you ever felt like a plastic bag blowing in the wind? But you haven't you haven't gone past the plastic bag part because because you, <laughs> <laughs> you hate the track so much. That's probably true. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, next. I've never felt like a plastic bag, Katie. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, so. Here's a question, and this might be kind of – you can be as detailed as you want or, or not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But um, what are some struggles that you didn't think of before you opened your own shop uh, that you may have encountered? Keeping, um, keeping the shop tidy, neat and tidy. Hmm. I know that's weird, um, but – I'm I'm with with pre-love, I'm at the mercy of what comes through the door. Mm. I can't like one person called me personally on my on my cell phone and they started talking like I want to get this but I only want to spend 25 bucks. And he he wanted an original copy of like a Doors record that would go for about 60 to 100, you know, depending on shape and whatnot. I yeah. was just like, man, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, I think I might just go off on, on the internet discogs and, and buy it um, since you don't, since you don't have it or something like that. And the guy, yeah. the person has really been like kind of on my nerves, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And, I just said, hey, man, look, I'm a small record store in Shreveport. I can't have every single record on on the shelves, unfortunately. 
I wish I could, but I'm sure. with, with whatever comes in, that's what I put out. If, if I feel like buying it off of a, a, a person, mm-hmm. but I was like, I can't, don't expect me to have everything. So it, it kind of, that's kind of a bummer and something I struggle with is not having everything that everyone wants. Yeah. But, but I mean, there's been time that when I lived in town, there were times that I would tell you about an album I, I wanted and you would always, I mean, you could always get it. It's just a matter of, are you willing to wait around for a little bit if it's not readily available, which, you know, yeah, I was, but not, I guess not everybody is. Yeah. I, I had one guy, um, he, he wanted Led Zeppelin one mm. and he told me, the third day that I was on my own downtown, he came in and was shopping around and he said, man, I'm looking for Led Zeppelin one and Led Zeppelin three. I want them in pristine condition. Um, I want them, you know, and I'll, I'll pay up to X. I was like, okay. And it was probably about two years later or a year and a half later when I finally got copies that I was, willing to call him about because they're like in really, really, really good shape. Yeah. And, uh, and I finally called him. I was like, Hey man, or I texted him. I said, are you still looking for Led Zeppelin one, Led Zeppelin three? And he goes, yes, I was about to call and see if you had any. So he <laughs> stuck around. Yeah. So he, he was really cool. He's, he moved though, but um, that's, that's a lot different than, you know, you can order a brand new, uh, like you said, Leon Bridges has a new album. You could order that pretty easily, but for a pristine album that came out in the seventies, mm. that's a little bit that's a little bit harder. Yeah, and it's really odd, but he stuck around. But they have so many reissues nowadays, and and the kid, the guy came back and bought all the reissues. Yeah, and he's like, I want, I want the like a reissue, a double album reissue. It's like forty eight bucks. And then they had the deluxe, a deluxe edition for like eighty seven, and he bought the eighty seven dollar one. Wow! I was just like, okay, kid loves uh, Led Zeppelin. Hey, more power to him. Yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> so you've told me some stories before about uh, you were talking about buying pre loved albums off of people and stuff. You've told me some stories about that. So if you got a, a good story you'd like to share. Um, just about anything crazy you found in some pre-loved albums or, uh, yeah, anything like that, or just some of the characters you, you may not want to talk about some characters you met. I don't know, but, uh, use your discretion, but anything you want to talk about in that arena could be pretty entertaining. I think, um, man, I'm trying, I'm like, there are characters and there are like, weird stuff that comes through. Like one time I went and bought a stack of records off of someone, went to their house and I came back and I was going through the records and it was a Reverend. Is it Jim Jones? Reverend Jim, Jim, Jones. Jim Jones. I don't know. Maybe the, the guy that um was a, was a quote pastor and he got everyone to drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, I think it was Jim Jones. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. I'm going to yeah, go with Reverend him. Jim Jones. That's him. Jim okay. Jones. Well, one of the uh, one of the records in it was called, I think it was Thy 
Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And it, I, from my understanding, it was a recording of like one of his final dinner speeches to his little family, cult family, before yeah. they died or whatever. Um, anyways, creepy. what's that? That's creepy. Very much so. And I got, I put it on the, I priced it like 45 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had it on the wall and a guy came in was shopping for records and he picked it up. He's like, Hey man, you mind playing this for me? I was like, I've never done this. And I, I told the guys like, Hey man, I'm not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want that bad juju, I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah, in my shop. Because before I got that shop, it was a psychic reading place. <laughs> and I was like... The King's Highway? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just like, whatever we found, like little rosary or little saints, we were... Um, you know, anything of that nature that was hanging up, we kept it hung up. We're like, we're not, we're not touching any of that. And I, <laughs> and I think me and Landon Miller went and bought a candle, a little, some, uh, what's it called? Like a Virgin Mary candle or something? Yeah, and, and that and um, incense to get the, the spirit the spirits out <laughs> he told me he's like you need to do this I was well, like, Landon says so you should probably do it yeah and then there was the wacky next door neighbor he wasn't a customer oh yeah but I mean there's too many stories to tell on that guy but um well here I'm gonna guide you into a, a, a person to talk about and that's our friend Thunderman Thunderman Okay. Just do a quick, uh, quick synopsis of Thunderman. A guy calls me and he says, "Hey, do you do you sell CDs or do you like for different people?" Um, and it'd be like, you know, Irene and the Sleepers wanting me to sell some of their stuff, which is a local band. And um, so I said, "Yeah, man, it, it, you know, we'll figure something out." So I get off the phone and I was like. This guy is about to come in with some some rap albums. You know, I I had a feeling. And mm-hmm. the guy comes in and he's just he he's a tall guy. He's burly and he's it looked like he had a mullet or something like that. But yeah. it, it was Thunderman. I didn't get his real name. <laughs> and it was Thunderman, and he dropped off a stack of CDs, and he's like, these are free to whomever wants one. And I was like, all right. Um, and then he just walked out, and I looked at the CDs, and it was like, man, you, you probably know the date better than I do, but it was like 2010 to 2015 mix. And it was like 25 songs. <laughs> yeah, right. Or it was like 2010 to 2012 mix. It was something where it was like, um, like, how many songs were on there? It was a bunch. Oh, gosh. There's a lot. 20. There's, a, there's a whole lot of songs on that album. At least 20. Yeah. No Thunder more Man. than 25. 
no less than 20. Thunder Man became, for me, like, I'm obsessed over Thunder Man after you told me about him. Yeah. Uh, that guy is awesome. And he's not a bad rapper either, which is really funny. Dude, the, man, something about, I can't remember what track, but all I got for Christmas, something about being on a hit list. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you this, the other day he tweeted, and I just looked it up, he said, I'm proud to say I've released over 24 hours of music. If you listen to my first release right now, and didn't take any kind of break, you would get to my last release at the same time tomorrow. <laughs> it's a machine. Dude. Yeah, and and he dropped off like little po like I don't know why they were laminated, but <laughs> but there were posters. I and I got I got you a poster and a shirt. Oh yeah. I, they're like, displayed proudly in the man cave. <laughs> Because Katie won't let you wear them. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Rightfully so. But it's just, I don't know. Like he, I, I've, I've, a lot of people walked out with his CDs. But yeah, not that many still... come back and said, dude, that was top notch. <laughs> that was good stuff. Just me. Yeah. Um, but. Weird things that I've seen, going back to the weird things, um, I think one of the coolest things, a guy came in, and before, real quick, before I started my own record store, I sold a bunch of my own albums. And mm-hmm. one of the albums was a 45, a Beatles 45, with Paul McCartney holding a cigarette on the um, the picture sleeve. I put that on eBay thinking, okay, here comes about $80. And it ends up selling for $910, $911. Jeez. So I was like, oh, man. This is insane. Like, I cannot believe this. Yeah. So, like, these, these two guys come in. This is probably, like, around last year or November of last year or something like that. And the guys come in and they say, Hey, older fellas, Hey, do you buy 40? Uh, do you buy 78s, which are thicker? Like, um, man, I forgot what they're made out of. I went blank shellac, I believe. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they're thicker. They only have one, maybe two songs, um, per side. And they came out in like the, you know, the thirties up until like the 1950s. So they're trying to sell me those. I, I pass. And he's like, what about, what about 45s? It's like, yeah, I love 45s because I'm always looking for the next big thing on a 45 because blues 45s and soul and funk and all that. Mm-hmm. If you want to know about it, just type in Northern soul on eBay and just look at the stupid prices um, yeah. because people are paying like a thousand dollars for a 45 that no one's heard of. My gosh. So they come in and they bring in the, like they come in two days in a row selling me this, but they bring in a stack of 45s, probably like 50 of them. 
and they reek of cat urine. <laughs> they're like, they're all, most of them are white label, which means a promo. I don't know any of these bands or artists. I'm thinking, here we go. Here's a bunch of like country 45s that no one wants, smell like cat urine. So it like the white label is stained like a, like a brown, like a nice, like cream, like a brown creamish color off white because of the cat urine. <laughs> of course. So I end up buying, like, I don't know who they are. I end up buying them. They leave, they bring back some more. I buy them again and I start looking into them. And like some of these go for like $250 and up. And I was just wow. like, huh? <laughs> it was just weird. Cat urine and all? What's that? Cat urine and all? Cat urine and all. But look, what I did was I found like a box that would fit a bunch of 45s. I got two cans of coffee uh, grounds, poured it in there, and then I would put that like once the album sold, because I, I, would, I would put it on like, you know, eBay or something like that mm-hmm. because not that many people are going to come in to Shreveport, Louisiana and plop $300 on a 45. Yeah. So I put it on eBay and then when I put it on, I would go and get a clear seven inch sleeve for the 45 and I would stick it in the coffee, like in the coffee grounds. grain. Yeah. So, and then when I pulled it out, by the time it sold, you couldn't smell the cat piss. You would just, just smell coffee. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I stumbled across this idea, but for some reason I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So it was really. It's a great idea. Yeah. But, um, and then another guy came in and he sold me some more 45s, a, a different guy. And I I sold one on, on, I think, eBay, and it went for over $1,200. Jeez. So that's that's my biggest sell, quote-unquote. Mm. So it was really weird. I don't, I don't know who in the world is out there buying that, but someone is. Somebody with way too much money. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably Taylor Swift's brother. Who? Taylor Swift's brother <laughs> doesn't doesn't know who Fleetwood Mac is, but Soul Bros Incorporated. I know them. <laughs> I love them. Uh, my favorites. I t- I thought you said Kevin Smith. <laughs> Could be Kevin Smith. Could be. It was a comic book. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, but yeah, it's 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 really weird, and and I'm always it keeps me on my toes because you never know what's going to come in. So it's really fun, and I and I love doing it. It's been a dream job of mine since I was in high school. So yeah, it's. You, you, I don't know that I ever told. I may have told you this before, but that was always my 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 dream job too was to have a a record store. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, and I remember there was a little record shop in north mississippi that i went to it was called it was in uh, olive branch mississippi and it was called discotech okay um like disc d-i-s-c and it had like a cd mm-hmm. it was a uh, that was their little 
thing, whatever. Kind of weird, but it's no longer in business. But I remember going in there at a certain point, probably it had to be early 2000s, maybe maybe 2001 or 2002. Senior year. Yeah, senior year. And I talked to the guy that owned the place and I was like, I said, my dream has always been to own a record store. And he's like, you want this one? <laughs> <laughs> that was always my, my thought about that. And then years later, you know, I, I always thought it would be neat, but they seemed like they were just, you know, going away. But here recently, I mean, record stores are huge. So I think it's really awesome. You've got yours. It was a, it was really neat to see that happen in Shreveport. Yeah. I was there because there was just nothing like that around. So mm-hmm. kudos to you for, for having the guts to do it and making it work, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I think you work harder if, if you, if you chase, not that if you chase your dream, but if you work for yourself, I think you work harder. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. No, it does. But it's, it's, it's all like on sink you. Or swim. Yeah, it's all on you. So, but you know, I just I just sit there and price records and and put them out in half by a quarter. So, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so right now, what have you been listening to? The, the new or old doesn't matter. What's what's on your rotation right now? I, I think I think if you go back and look at our text messages, uh-huh. I think you already know my answer. It's going to be Lord Huron. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm I'm on a big Lord Huron kick for the past probably like man five months, mm. and it's I mean they just released their new album Vid Noir or Vid. Um, but I just, I just love them. Um, they're one of my favorite new bands. I've, I've also listened to, if you do like Lord of Huron, be sure to, uh, join the world enders Lord Huron fan club on Facebook. Um, don't you have an Instagram too for that? Yeah. Lord Huron FC. We also bought a website. Um, (laughs) that's not a joke. Um, but I like them, the Texas Gentlemen. Okay. Um, I really dig them. They're they're just like a group, a rotate a rotating group of mu- musicians out of Dallas, um, and actually, they're the backing band, I believe, for Lord, uh, not Lord Huron, uh, Leon Bridges, when he was recording. Wow. So they they've done a lot. And it's just been, it was cool. We went to the luck reunion, um, mm-hmm. my wife and I, and our two friends, they invited us. We didn't know that many people, but Josh Ritter was there. Um, so that's a reason to go. And we found, we fell in love with so many different artists that we didn't know about. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, blank range out of Nashville. Um, found them. And fell in love with them as well. So nice. Roommates, uh, roommates, girlfriend is a great track um, by them. And if you're looking for a Texas gentleman track, it would be um, Pain, which would be my favorite. But um, yeah, I've just been mainly Lord Huron when I'm at the shop. Um, 
but occasionally I'll dip into those other bands, uh, which is kind of like, it's not, it's kind of indie, but it's also kind of old country, if that makes sense. It's not, it's kind of outlaw. Mm-hmm. Paul Cawthon is another good one, but that's who I've been listening to. I mean, I can, I can shoot you a playlist and you, <laughs> and you can post it up and we'll go from there. Yeah. I might do that. But um, I would I would like to say before we end, I'm not sure when we end, but I would like to say I would like to come back and talk um, maybe Flavor of Love or one of those. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's funny you say that because I, I have a Google Doc that I just have tons of ideas about show ideas. And this was... This was obviously one of them uh, talking to you about the old blues, but then another is talking to you and Bono about uh, flavor of love for sure. Yes. And, and I will say, I mean, I mentioned it prior to um, the conversation really rolling, but I thought about making a, a, um, a podcast and doing MTV slash VH1, like mid two thousands reality uh, series. Because, there, I mean, it was chock full of just hilarious stuff. It really was. And so I, I apologize if I if I beat you to the punch. No, no, you're good. Uh, this show <laughs> is kind of a little bit of everything. So there might be episodes about some of that stuff at some point. Who knows? But to have a podcast to listen to that's all about that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Bono's, yeah. so, Bono's so wishy-washy, we don't know what will happen. Man. Well, he's got that very successful band, U2, out there. So yes, yes. Yeah, finally. <laughs> got off the ground. <laughs> finally got off the ground in 2018. That's, that's, uh, they're, like, I had a guy come in Saturday, and he wanted U2. So... Yeah. He wanted U2 and Queen, but he didn't want any new U2. Oh, so, really? He just wanted, like, Joshua Tree or something? Well, I think he was aiming for, like, Zeropra. Oh, okay. So, mid early 90s. Mm-hmm. But he didn't buy... A, what's that? I was going to say, I've got a couple U2 albums, too. I, I enjoy... The, the ones that I like to find, which I hardly ever find for a decent price, are R.E.M., records yeah they're they're like i keep sound i keep finding the same ones yeah and it's their early early stuff yeah on like the irs label yes IRS. yeah because there's a record shop in in oxford mississippi called the end of all music that if i go visit my family i'll usually go in there but the guy who owns that place is like a huge rem fan so he sells some of his stuff here and there Mm-hmm. But it, it's never cheap. The only thing I've bought off of him were a couple. He had some twelve-inch singles that I bought off of him. Yeah, and I wouldn't were, mind getting a uh, monster. Yeah, That'd be I would love one. monster and green. And I mean, there's a bunch I would want, but you know, they come and they go. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. But thank you so much for joining, James. It's been a blast. Uh, no problem. A lot of fun. 
I'll have you back on the show for sure to talk about probably some old wrestling or reality shows <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'll uh, I'll start brushing up on both factors. Um, also, I've been watching some videos, and I think I might be ready to do another uh, wrestle talk uh, Jeopardy for you guys. Oh, okay, yeah. So real quick, because that's going to be confusing for a lot of people. Wrestle talk is our mine and james's and bono's um group text where we just talk about wrestling obviously wrestle talk but james did a jeopardy game one one time it was right before wrestlemania is that right yeah week of week of wrestlemania it was really fun he put together a lot of good questions and and um categories that were really fun uh like there's a scott steiner's themed one and It was it was really fun. So that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we should record one of those. That's a good idea. That could be a cool podcast, I think. Record yeah. a Russell Talk uh session. Well, before I let you go, man, uh plug your stuff. Plug your Instagram, Facebook, any social media, your location, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh we're located at thirty three eleven Line Avenue, Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, we're right next to Bird High School um, because everyone knows where Bird High School is. Yeah. And um, Instagram, Facebook, just just Google uh, or look up Day Old Blues Records. It's just as simple as that. And um, yeah, come buy some records and you know listen to them. <laughs> Sounds good. That's yeah. all I got. <laughs> all good man hey i appreciate you taking the time to chat today and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon cool have a great day all right you too bye bye